Welcome to Stories of Rune Terra. My name is Guy Black, or Ravenhood on the interwebs, and I'm just a humble storyteller here to draw you into the vast world of Rune Terra by Right Games. The Right Games community has crafted an incredible universe where the hunted are also the hunter. Each week, we jump into the Riot Games universe and narrate something from the world of Runeterra off of the Riot Games universe site. Think of this as an audiobook of League stories and lore comprised by fan yours truly. This week's story is Warwick, The Uncaged Wrath of Zaun. That epithet is absurdly long. See how I rhymed there? It would be great if I had a song. But I don't have a song, I just have a terrible impression. Spill blood. Draw the beast. All right. Well, thanks for joining me again on this episode of Stories of Runeterra. We're going to jump into the story real quick here. Um, I just got finished recording a fun episode of my other podcast, though, which is called The Gamer Alchemy Podcast with Elliot Moose Captain Minge. Uh, we did some goofy stuff and we had some fun. This particular story, Warwick, was requested by a dear friend of mine named Andrew. You can find him on Instagram at Honor Rolls Dice, and he's got some sets up for sale on Etsy. So if you are a dice addict like myself and you like excellent handcrafted dice, he's a friend of mine that's doing some and trying to get into that world for a little bit. So check him out. Yeah. Even if you don't get anything, look at his stuff and share it if you like it, kind of like what you do with this podcast. So... Thanks again for all your support, all of y'all who jump in and listen. Thank you for all the reviews. Keep sending them to me. I now have an email where you can send me your thoughts, your feedback, um, and like at storiesoverunterrapodcast at gmail.com. So, yeah, if you want to hit me up, reach out there. Otherwise, like, share. I'd say subscribe, but there's no subscription. So, thanks. Appreciate it, y'all. And now to our story. Warwick is a monster who hunts the gray alleys of Zaun, transformed by agonizing experiments. His body is fused with an intricate system of chambers and pumps, machinery filling his veins with alchemical rage. Bursting out of the shadows, he preys upon those criminals who terrorize the city's depths. Warwick is drawn to blood and driven mad by its scent. None who spill it can escape him. Though many think of Warwick as no more than a beast, buried beneath the fury lies the mind of a man, a gangster who put down his blade and took up a new name to live a better life. But no matter how hard he tried to move on, he could never escape the sins of his past. Memories of that time come to Warwick in flashes before they're inevitably lost, replaced by searing echoes of the days he spent strapped to a table in singed lab the mad chemist's face looming above him. His world is a haze of pain. Warwick could not recall how he fell into singed grasp, even struggled to remember a time before the suffering began. The scientist patiently carved into him, installing pumps and hoses to inject chemicals into his veins, seeking what an alchemist always seeks, transmutation. Singed would revel in his subject's true nature, the deadly beast hidden within a quote-unquote good man. 
The chemicals pumped into Warwick's veins boosted his healing, allowing Singed to gradually and painfully reshape the man. When his hand was severed in the course of the experiment, Singed was able to reattach it, augmenting it with powerful pneumatic claws and bringing Warwick ever closer to his true potential. A chemical chamber was installed on Warwick's back and integrated with his nervous system. Whenever he felt rage or hate or fear, it would drive liquid fury deeper into his veins, fully awakening the beast within. He was forced to endure it all, every cut of the mad chemist's scalpel. Pain, Singed assured his subject, was necessary. It would prove to be the great catalyst of his transformation. Though the chemicals enabled Warwick's body to heal through most of the physical pain, his mind was shattered by the unending agony. Warwick struggled to recall a single memory of his past. All he could see was blood. But then he heard a little girl screaming. Screaming something he couldn't understand. It sounded like a name. He'd already forgotten his. He sensed that was for the best. Pain soon overwhelmed all other thoughts. Blood was the only thing left. Though his body and mind were broken after weeks on the slab, Warwick stubbornly resisted the chemicals transmuting him. Toxins leaked from his eyes in place of tears. He coughed up gobs of caustic phlegm that sizzled against his chest before burning shallow holes on the floor of the lab. Restrained against the cold steel of the table, Warwick writhed in agony for hours on end until his body finally gave out. With the untimely death of his subject, Singed disposed of the corpse in a charnel pit deep in Zahn's sump, before turning his mind to the next experiment. But death proved to be the true catalyst needed for Warwick's transformation— as he lay cooling atop the pile of corpses, the chemicals could finally complete their work. The chamber on his back began to pump. His body contorted unnaturally, bones bending and snapping, teeth growing, sinews tearing and then healing with a faint alchemical glow, dead flesh replaced by something new and powerful. By the time his heart started beating once again, the man Warwick had been and the lives he'd lived were gone. He awoke to hunger. Everything hurt. Only one thing mattered. He needed blood. First, it was the blood of a nearby sump scrapper rooting through the charnel pile, and then a priestess of the glorious evolved seeking a member of her flock, and then a Piltoven apparenda taking a shortcut, and a filter-faced merchant avoiding a gang, and a dram dealer, and a tallyman, and a chempunk. He set up a den not far from the place that itched at the back of his now animal mind. There he continued the slaughter, not caring who fell to his claws, so long as blood dripped from gnashing teeth. He would feel nothing but a smear of red on his conscience. The hunger in his gut overwhelmed any concern for his random victims. Yet... Even as he surrendered to the beast, glimpses of his past began to haunt him. He saw a bearded man reflected in the eyes of a beggar as he tore out his throat. The other man looked somber, somehow familiar. There were scars on his arms. Sometimes, as he fed in dark alleys on stray gangsters, 
The flash of knives would remind him of an old blade covered in blood, blood passing from the blade to his hands, from his hands to everything he touched. Sometimes he remembered the girl again, and still there was blood. It had always been there, he realized, his entire life, and nothing he did could wash it off. He left so many scars, even if he didn't remember his past, the city would. When he peered into the eyes of Zahn's criminals, the gang bosses, murderers, and thieves, he saw himself. The chamber on his back would fill his body with hate. His claws tore out of his fingers. He hunted. No longer content to kill indiscriminately, Warwick now pursues those already covered in the stench of blood, just as he was the day he was dragged to Singed Door. He still wonders if he had truly wanted this. He can't remember details, but he remembers enough. Enough to know Singed had been right all along. The good man had been a lie, before disaster had burned it away, revealing the truth. He is a Warwick. He is a killer. And there are so many killers to hunt. And today's story is If They Run by David Slagle. I find her near the black lanes where merchants and thieves do business. Anything is for sale, everything is stolen, and I could kill them all. Do you think the shadows hide their misdeeds? The gleam of their knives? The deals they make shrouded in darkness? I can smell the shimmer wine on a beggar's breath from across this wretched city. I know their crimes. I can taste them. Then I see her. She's taking a message from one of old Baron Spindlow's men, the lump-faced one all scars and scowl, and placing it into a Numa tube. He mutters instructions to her. Who knew the Dob could even speak, let alone write a message? I've only heard him scream. The last time we met, I took his leg. Its replacement is already rusted. The cogs clink as they pass from the thug's meaty hand to the girl's. I can smell the blood on the gear-shaped coins. The pain that passes from person to person. If you want something in this city, it doesn't matter how many cogs you have. Pain is the true currency. I remember the man who did this. The blood and cogs on his hands. But that man is gone. I growl. Now the two figures flinch in surprise. Even the shadows seem to draw back as my augments cast a sickly green glow. The girl takes one look and flees, but not deeper into the alley. She's a Numa tube runner. She clambers up into the darkness, taking a path few can follow. Afraid, fast, but vulnerable. Carrying a Numa tube with a kin baron seal, the gangsters will come for her. She's perfect. I begin the hunt. We move so quickly, the city is a blur, my claws cutting through the smoke, scrabbling for purchase as I leaf across the rooftops, following the Numa tube runner, carving a path so deep through the city it seems to bleed chemtech, toxic puddles gathering in the alleys. 
She tries to double back, skittering beneath a cart full of tinctures. She knows the city almost as well as I do. She knows where I'm driving her, anyway away from sanctuary, toward a place all the runners fear, where only the gray zone escapes. I need to remind her to be more afraid of me than what lies in the darkness. I land ahead of her, roaring with rage, my claws tearing a chunk out of a steam conduit. She hesitates, but only for a moment, before turning back into the depths where I need her to run. I can hear the gasps of effort as she scrambles up the walls and slides down the railings. She's praying to the wind goddesses to save her. Perhaps I should do the same. The animal inside me wants to do more than murder. It wants meat. I could kill her right now. It would be so easy. I could feel my claws emerging. I feel them greedy for flesh. I forget why I should spare her until I draw closer, close enough to see my reflection in her eyes as she stumbles on a ledge and looks back. Her eyes brim with tears. It's all so familiar. I pull back and howl into the darkness, driving the girl forward. She drops down onto a maze of pipes built for the ancient Numa system. I follow behind her, hanging back as she reaches the dead end. The girl thinks I'm going to kill her, that her pale throat is the reason I bare my teeth. But she is only the bait. This is where I'll lure out my true prey, those who'd prey on her. Well, well, look what fell out of the gray, says a gangster emerging from the darkness. He and his friends surround the girl, their blades catching what the light survives in these depths. I recognize their tattered rags, the gray nails. A dead man once had dealings with them. There was another girl. I shake away the memories. I don't want them. I know you, says one of the nails, her face ringed by piercings. You run for bargain, eh? One of the Spendlow's mugs. <laughs> What's that Croven psycho got to say that he don't want us to hear? She pokes the Numa tube with her dagger and smiles. <laughs> Please. You don't understand. The girl sobs, scanning the gray darkness behind her and trying to push past. <laughs> Neither do you. The first gangster says, we're going to have some fun. I hesitate as the thug knocks the Numa tube from the girl's hands. It's worth more cogs than their own lives. It's their ticket out of this miserable pit into a slightly less miserable one. I thought the Numa tube would distract them for a moment I needed. It cracks against the alley's stones, spindlow seal broken. What have I done? The runner cries out as a nail grabs her roughly. There's a struggle, a flash of steel, and... Then, blood, the scent enrages me. The chamber on my back, it pumps, and I am lost. A roar fills the darkness. It's him! It's the Howler! A gray nail cries out as I race into the clearing. Trying to focus on the punk, I slash into him and the alley wall steams with red mist. He crumbles into the stones. Where's the girl? 
I've lost track of the mayhem surrounded, blades stabbing like clumsy teeth, claws amid blurred jaws clamped down and bones crack along with armor. I taste blood and there's more. I see her now. One of the nails hovers right above the girl, his shiv raised. I can stop him. But the machine pumps again and my limbs surge with power. The red haze fills my mind. Everything is a blur. Everything is forgotten. Everything is blood. I don't know if I saved the girl. I don't know if I killed her. I'm still biting through flesh when the surviving nails flee into darkness. I turn, following them into the night. I have no choice. They are the monsters, and I am one of them. Good lord. Let's just say that I'm going to have myself a nice hot cup of tea after reading that particular adventure. That was actually the second take. I tried to do one that was like my actual imitation of Warwick's voice, and I nearly died. It was, uh, it, it didn't work. Anyway, well, there's Warwick. There's the, the Beast of the Night. Special request from a friend of mine named Andrew. He actually is on Instagram, and if you are a D&D player, check out, I don't know, if, find him on Instagram and DM him, but he, he makes dice, and his dice shop is called Honor Rolls Dice, H-O-N-O-R-R-O-L-L-S Dice. He is a dear friend of mine and makes some really cool dice. I actually play with him, but hey, that's free. Um... You can find him on Etsy, I'm sure. He's got a couple sets up for sale. But yeah, check him out. Uh, he requested this particular champ. This is for you, Andrew. And uh, I sacrificed my voice for you. <laughs> but anyway, this was fun. Warwick's got some dark things that I'm sure we could talk about one day when I have enough time and am a full-time podcaster and can do all the podcast ideas I have. Anyway, thanks for joining me. Um, may your hunts go well. And I will catch you next week on the flip side. May your hunts succeed.